What's going down, everybody? And welcome to another issue of the Comic Bookies Podcast, episode 143. I love love you 143 on Valentine's Day is here. Thank you so much for joining us on YouTube, watching live, and also wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This week, we have a huge, huge episode to get into in sports. Super Bowl 56 is now over. The LA Rams are champs for the second time in their franchise, and Cincinnati is still without a Super Bowl. Daytona 500 is here this weekend, too, so the biggest, first and biggest race of the season is here. We'll have a preview of the race and the whole season, and Champions League is back up with the round of 16 this week. We will get into this week's matchups along with next week's. And over in comics, yes, yes, we have plenty of books to get into. DC, Dynamite with James Bond finishing up, Image, Boom Studios, AWA, to name a few. And in news, the DeLorean is back, but it does not use gas. Plenty of trailers and everything from the commercials from the Super Bowl, including Doctor Strange uh, trailer, Moon Knight, Lord of the Rings, and more. And Netflix shows uh, in the Marvel Universe are soon to be leaving. But all that and more on a brand spanking episode of the Comfogies Podcast. Join us. Thank you so much. Let's do this. Yes, everyone, it is not Tuesday like you're used to. It is Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Thank you so much to all the lovebirds out there joining us for another episode of the Comic Bookies podcast. We are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Please go see Alex and visit the shop every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday this week, Wednesday. February 16th, 2022 is New Comic Book Day, so he can get you a pull list going. He can get you anything you want, books-wise, old and new. And if he doesn't have it, then he can ship it right to your front door. What's going down, Mark? How was your weekend? How was your, uh, you know, how, how did you enjoy the Super Bowl? Did you enjoy the outcome? Did you win money? How was your weekend, dude? Let's get into it. Like We'll get right into the Super Bowl and, you know, let's do it. What is up, everybody? Welcome in episode 143. How fitting is it? That we are recording this on Valentine's Day. You guys won't be listening to it on Valentine's Day, but it'll be coming to you on a little bit later on in the week. Probably new comic book day release, but nonetheless, man, happy Valentine's Day to all the lovebirds out there. I love you. Page your code if you're as old as my millennial ass is and yours <laughs> as well, Mike. But uh, no, yeah, I guess let's just get into it. Sean's not here again this week, kind of celebrating some... Uh, uh, anniversaries with him and his uh, wife as well so uh we're holding it down kind of trying to get something out for a super bowl review and for a nascar preview and uh round of 16 uh champions league as well mike but let's get into right. some nfl and to end the pigskin the year off the los angeles rams like you mentioned for the second time in their franchise the first time winning in la because before that your beloved los angeles raiders at the time were the only uh nfl team to win a super bowl in the city of angels but That's now right. the rams get it done for the first time from do since doing it in st louis close game they pull it out they don't cover that extra point that was fumbled and not even attempted to get the kickoff over there in uh, the first half uh, there mm -hmm. it is man that's the point that a lot of betters at the t at the window needed to push and at least get their money back and a lot of betters uh, you know that was on cincinnati plus four and four and a half or got a big smile on their face man oh, so for sure Crazy game. Uh, I don't say I wouldn't say it was the best. I say that, you know, as good as the Rams have been, 
there's times this season, especially postseason, where their offense has kind of gone inept, as you could see, obviously, coming out of halftime, not having OBJ, in my opinion, really uh, falter their, you know, their progress on offense, really, on what they can do. Um, And I just think that, you know, the Tampa Bay game, obviously, in the second half, they kind of almost didn't win that one either. So there's just certain times where as good as they were this year, they kind of just needed to pick up the pace a little bit more and just didn't have that extra, you know, gear to go into. And But they pulled out both of those, and here they are, Super Bowl champions with Matt Stafford and that crazy no-look pass that's going around Ooh, viral yeah. over the internet today, <laughs> which is pretty crazy because you see him make that pass and how, you know, Cup was pretty much like triple-teamed and whatnot. And he still gets it off, and you realize, damn, what a good-ass pass. And you don't realize till the next day that he's not even looking. Dude, you know, he's just a pretty damn good quarterback. He gets it done on the other side of the, you know, the, the ball. You know, Cincy, what can you say about them? Who would have even thought, you know, I don't think that a lot of people – I mean, I know a lot of people did. I don't know if a lot of, you know, odds makers really even had them leading by seven at any point. But such a crazy game, man. I could have got so many middles at one point when – when the Rams went up 13 to three, I could have got the Bengals plus nine and a half. Wow. And then at one point I got the Rams plus three and a half. I also got the Rams on the money line in the third quarter at plus 120. Remember pre-flop before the game, you're looking at about minus 175, 190, two, you know, one to two pretty much to like play them on the money line. And this was one of the Super Bowl that I couldn't make up my mind. I didn't know. I didn't really want to play against Kevin McAllister and home alone. <laughs> you know, I I thought the Rams were the better team. But this is just one of those Super Bowls that was just tough for me to bet. So I told myself I was going to lay back. And I even texted you and your brother. And I said, I can't believe I'm watching this shit with no money on it. It's like, you know what I mean? This is crazy. But yeah. I worked. I waited for a perfect timing and I sniped out the Rams on the money line in that plus three and a half. And obviously it came to fruition. Um, I think Joe Burrow was an inch away or a foot away from making that crazy pass at the very last play of the game. He gets that off. Who knows? They probably use timeout, end up getting the field goal. It goes to overtime. Who knows what could have happened? But I know kind of long winded here. Let's hear. uh, Let's hear your uh, thoughts on Uh. it, man. I, mean, I enjoyed it. Not the best. It was quick, like I said. Ended at yeah, 7 p.m. Right. Usually, mm-hmm. I think it ended about an hour quicker than it usually. We'll talk Probably. about the we'll talk about the halftime show later. But what are your thoughts on it, Mikey? Um, it, it's crazy that you mentioned the whole. You know, uh, you grabbed it plus nine, or I mean, you had it at plus nine and a half, or at one point, one of my uh, guys who works for me down on the floor at work, he's like, you know what, I'm I'm going to do that. I'm going to live bet. This weekend, I'm going to wait because I think the Rams are going to go up kind of big, either by a touchdown or more. And then I'm going to grab the Bengals at that point. And I was like, are you going to grab the Bengals money line? Are you going to grab them, you know, uh, on the spread? He goes, I don't know. I think I might go money line. I was like, you probably get, you know, good value there, you know, at the money line, because down 10, you're going to get an even better value. But I don't know. Like, you know, I might go, you know, I, I might try to grab a close to double digit spread. So I will see on Wednesday what he did and and if he uh, and if he wanted any money. But yeah, just like the the Rams offense was kind of inept at times throughout the whole second half, I think, or most of it, I think Cincinnati looked inept too. You know, of yes. course that you know 
that says something about the front seven, at least the defensive line uh, for the Rams. Offensive line, of course, for the Bengals didn't play as well as they should have. But, you know, hell, they they didn't look very good at all most of the game, but they still were only three points behind. So I think that says something to Joe Burrow and his success going forward. There's things going around like, oh, that was the peak. You know, oh, we all said that about Cam Newton when he lost the Super Bowl against the Broncos at Levi Stadium. They're like, oh, watch, he's going to come back. And then he never did. He's just... His career went downhill from there, you know, but I don't think this is the peak of Joe Burrow's career. I think he's going to be right back in this type of position, um, you know, at, at least one or two more times. I think he'll get another shot at a Super Bowl. But, but to play devil's advocate with you there, in my opinion, I mean, yeah, he made it there. Uh, there's no other saying. There's no promise that he can make it back. I think no, I'm kind of right. I'm kind of with you on there, but. You know, on that point, I'm with you, but you kind of look at some of these, uh, like Aaron Rodgers only made it to one Super Bowl so far, right? Albeit he won it, but as good as he is, and you know, as much as we praise Rodgers for being that great quarterback, Hall of Famer, but even he's only been able to make it to one. Dan Marino, like they talk about, you know, it's just uh, sometimes you just don't get that other chance, and it's crazy, and uh, you saw him. It, it looked like his other leg could have got busted, dude. I was kind of scared oh, for him at a no. second there. They were like showing the replay. I'm like, oh dang, it was his other leg though. Thank God it wasn't his the one that he busted last season or whatnot. But mm-hmm. man, just uh, I hope to see him, you know, get here again. But man, this league's crazy and nothing's promised. And a lot of these teams gonna start taking a, a chunk out of that playbook that McVeigh and give up these draft picks to see if they can go and like win Super Bowls now. You know. Yeah, you sent me that tweet. Um, uh, that's pretty, you know, that is something interesting to think about, you know, because I, I mean, I you say know, this all the knows. time, you know, to tell you the honest truth. I say this every football season when you guys, you and Sean mainly, and, you know, we got Russ, draft. we get Russ on here for the preview and the draft and you guys get all giddy and, you know, it's cool to see these guys, but sometimes it's just a lot of these guys flop. A lot of these guys are busts. It's just show me, mm-hmm. you know, get drafted. I don't care where you get drafted, really. I just want to see how much heart you got and how much work you put in, really. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, that's kind of that's kind of what it like comes down to. So if these guys are not, you know, if, if there's a proven talent and the coach wants to go out there and give it and get it, what's the point of just holding on to these draft picks? Because a draft pick is kind of a gamble in a way. Look, we took Henry Ruggs. That was a gamble. I mean, I, you know, I see you shaking your head. I wouldn't yeah. say, I mean, you don't want to think, you don't want to say, oh, I'm just gambling with the player. That's not, you know, I would not even think that's right to say, cause it's like a human being. Right. And that's not how we treat people and just, you know, put them up for like gambling purposes. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, it's just, that's kind of what you're doing with these draft picks. You're really just gambling on they're gonna you know live up to the hype once they get paid and once they get that check and well, um, who knows you know they're thinking about maybe the whole uh rumors are are swirling around that the raiders are trying to get Devonte adams who knows these last couple years that our our first round picks didn't bode so well what if they would have traded with the green bay packers here we'll give you a uh you know one or two first round picks or whatever and then like another three or a five or something for Devonte adams and you know mm-hmm. you're getting a proven talent you know and it's like well we got Henry Ruggs and we got, you know, um, Jonathan Abram, like, mm, okay. Or like Leatherwood this year, taser face, we given up taser face and Henry Ruggs over the last two seasons. Hmm. I would give up those two guys for Devonte Adams. Oh, for sure. You know, 
that's definitely something to think about, especially with with franchises like us who don't have a great history over the last 20 years of drafting players for the most part, you know, at least in the first round, you know, because Max Crosby in the third round is looking fabulous. But in the first round, something happens where a switch goes off and we take stupid pills. Speaking of the Raiders, John Madden, uh, celebration of life type of thing in Coliseum today. It's pretty cool on Valentine's Day, if anybody Mm -hmm. tuned into that. But um, back to the Super Bowl, man. I just uh, uh, congratulations once again, Cup winning MVP. You've seen that year that he had the triple crown, the MVP. Super dude, I mean, this guy that was just, an amazing stat. How you how it says he won those three things. Jerry Rice is the only person to win those three things in a career, and this fool does it in a season. A season that is unbelievable. How do you think the game was officiated, Mike? Flag Ooh, in the last away. two minutes, very uh wishy washy. It's like you know, usually they like hockey's a is a great example of that. You know, game one, they'll they'll put their whistles in their pocket and then game two, they can't get the whistle out of their comes like a sharks and King series. You know, like let him play, let him play. They did let him play for the most part. And then those last two minutes questionable, you know, very questionable. And of course you have fans making these videos of, Oh, well this is a holding, but this isn't, that's a holding, but that isn't. And then you, you go down deeper on the thread and then it shows uh, that touchdown, the long 75 yarder. Totally pulled Ramsey's face mask. Should have been mm-hmm. a 15 yard penalty, but he got he broke off of him, and then of course caught the ball and ran for a touchdown. And I feel like outside of that big play that they had there, that probably should have never even happened. I I feel like the Cincinnati kind of didn't really do much, you know. Like I know. I I, I mean, Mixon had a couple good plays. They, they 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 looked like they had something in the tank at times, but it just uh, the whole time I was seeing that it wasn't going to be enough, you know, I didn't see that. I didn't see the fight in them that they had against uh, Kansas city. I didn't see that at all. Yeah. I mean, I think you're playing a bit against a better defense. I think uh, Donald obviously was so hungry, dude. I think if it's not for a cup, Donald wins that MVP pretty easily, you know, and just they go and get Von Miller at, with an injury at the time gambling mm-hmm. there, you know, but he obviously comes up pretty, you know, pretty big, making a couple big plays, forcing a couple double teams and whatnot. And just uh, uh, Ramsey, I think the, Ramsey, I think the offensive line. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, very true. I think the offensive line of Cincinnati didn't know what was going to hit him. They probably did, but they really didn't. You know, Kansas City only had one sack against them two weeks ago in the AFC Championship game. So they're probably coming off, cool, we give up nine sacks against Tennessee and win. You know, only one, like, let's go, you know. But then they come into a defensive line that's better than both of those. Vaughn Miller wins his second ring, you know, one with Denver yeah. and, now, and now this one. You know, uh, Whitworth at 40 years oh, old, yeah. the first, the oldest player ever to win his first Super Bowl. At only one over forty, Sean McVay, the youngest head coach to win a so Super what, Bowl. What a, what about uh, Brady? He won one over forty. His first, so he's oh, the oldest first. player oh. to win his first Super Bowl. Oh, uh, when he at, oh. at, at his age, he's the only one to win his first Super Bowl after the age of forty. He was on that two thousand three LSU national championship team as well. So uh, the oh, guy's really? got two titles now. Yeah, a long time coming. Huh? Is that when Urban? I mean, uh, Nick Saban was the coach. 
I think so. It, in, in, he went. Nick Saban was a coach at LSU. Then he went to Miami for what two years, and then he went back to Alabama. And then the rest is history. Yeah, God, the rest <laughs> it's not history yet. It's still happening in front of our <laughs> I know, eyes. Right? But <laughs> yeah, we're still in it. Yeah, we're still in this history. It's uh, it seems like it's never gonna end. But man, uh, yeah. can't wait um, till that. I can't wait till Pigskin's kicking back up pretty soon. Here, I think I they know, said the it was biggest, you know, something days. God, the the hugest off season, and we're also, you know, of course, in a couple minutes, we're gonna get into the shortest off season. It seems like in sports and NASCAR. But uh, okay, let's do the halftime show. My wife sent me a funny um, uh, meme. It said, you know, finally, you know, after all these years of of catering to these old people and playing the Rolling Stones, the Who, you know, um, Paul McCartney, we finally get a, a halftime show for these young people. Nice. And then 10 seconds go by and you realize you're the old people now. <laughs> because really, like, literally, you know, you're born between 1984, 85 and 1994, 95. This is for you, you know. And then you realize that, oh, man, like this is kind of an oldies, you know, concert. Oh, my God. It made me feel kind of old, you know, turning 35 in a couple months. Jeez. Yeah, it's like one of those concerts they have at the county fair. You know, you're just like, exactly. <laughs> you know right? what I mean? Like, let's go see like our old uh, high school, you know, um, <laughs> what is it o- over here at the Alameda County Fair? They always have or who do they bring over here? Uh like your girl Ashanti, they'll bring someone like that, you know, <laughs> right? a Jaw Rule or something, you know. Had uh, your thoughts on Fifty form? Cent? Speaking <laughs> of Jaw Rule, had a big diss track with them back in the day together. It had a little That's bit of right. beef, I think. But uh, your man Fifty Cent, Fifty Cent, all like the, he's had a lot of beef. Looks like he's, he's had a lot of beef yeah, over the last couple of years. Catching all the smoke, eating all the protein, <laughs> ah, but dude, that's messed up. I mean, he he still he still pulled off, you know, the look. He had the t- old school tank top and stuff. I wanted him to have the bulletproof vest on, but. I mean, he didn't look like. I think. I mean, I mean, and then just think about him, how he looked in that damn movie that he made when he was that cancer patient. I was like, oh dude, my that God, dude lost right. that much weight for that movie. I was like, that cannot be healthy. How does your body even do that? Give that's me like the... um, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Like, like how he looks yeah. now and normal and stuff. And then he had to lose all that weight for Dallas Buyers Club. And you know what? I think I I, I think McConaughey wasn't he on Rogan that one time? Because I remember I heard him talk. I think he was on Rogan, I don't know. and I remember him talking about it about like that diet that he had to do. Yeah, he yeah, was on it was, Rogan. It was harder it was, to it was harder to gain the weight back because you can't just like shovel burgers and nachos and stuff into your face. You have to like do it in a healthy way. You're gonna kill yourself, you know. So yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. The halftime show was good. I, I I will say it's up there with like Prince, you know. It's up there with who else did we say was pretty good? Um, give a shout out to my girl Beyonce, my wife's favorite. She was pretty good at the halftime show. Um, yeah, she was. Yeah, I mean, th- this was. She's one, always been a performer, though. You know, oh, Gaga yeah. was decent. I'd say oh, Gaga true, yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. I like, you know. I think I think yeah, the younger the, music, the younger performers the, put on a better show. Like the old, like when they bring the Stones and U two and all these older groups, it's more like for nostalgia for the older people. I don't think they necessarily perform very well. You know, they're old. Yes, exactly. That's what you know, I'm it's, say. it's just like, it's, hey, I'm gonna hear "Start You Up" for the seven thousandth time or "Start Me Up." Yeah, like that's cool. Or "Who Are You" from the Who? Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hear that for the freaking ten thousandth time. You know, but like. It's just a sense of nostalgia for us with the with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, like what we were listening to, like in our ears, in our little um, Sony Walkman um, CD player, like in junior high when, well, at least me junior high when that Chronic 2001 CD came out, 
And then, of course, watching it in training day. And, oh, dude, it was so good. <laughs> I was laughing because when the, when, when Dr. Dre sang that part, he's like, well, when he says, they say Dre fell off. How? My last album was The Chronic. And I was thinking he had The Chronic <laughs> 2001. Boy, you don't come yeah. out with nothing anymore either. No, I think he had an album a couple years ago or something. But, man, yeah. uh yeah, he he wasn't moving too good. Uh, I'd like to see a forty yard dash between Dre and Fifty at this point. You know, <laughs> they kind of look the same. Uh, uh, um, Doctor Dre, fresh off that, uh, what is it? The divorce that he just had. That he's just oh given God. his chick like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month or something. I think yeah. his ex wife. It's just. Uh, I think if both of them had the forty yard dash, they'd pull up with plantar fasciitis like your boy over here. Do <laughs> the same damn thing. Oh man, but um, yeah, the performances were good. Because because you, you're you're really gonna have fifty cent. You're really gonna have fifty cents saying, "Cause I don't walk with a limp." I'm alright. Remember that part of the song? <laughs> That's right. But I don't walk with a limp. You're gonna have him walking with that plantar fasciitis limp. Mm-hmm. You got him doing a forty yard dash on Dre. Mary J, man, Mary J, fifty one okay. years young. Yeah, yeah, her voice. She probably had like. You know, a good voice still, a good, uh, you know, performance for her age. I think Eminem, he's pretty cool, you know, whatever. Just, uh, it was decent. A lot of people, oh, it's the best, the best. Uh, I wouldn't go that far and say it's the best. I think the music selection was cool. If you're a younger kid or you're a boomer. The stage was pretty sick, too. You know how the city and stuff. The stage was so sick. The city, the overhead. You're like, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, That was cool. If Nipsey was there, that would have been cool if he was still alive. People saying they should have brought out the Tupac hologram. I know um, they should have. I would have taken the hologram over 50 Cent. That's a, that's what Danielle was saying. She was like, what? They don't give us the hologram like they were hinting at, but they gave us 50 Cent? I more wonder like who's going to be in the Super Bowl next cents. year. Super Bowl uh, halftime show next year. It's in Arizona. Uh, I don't see any big artists coming out of Arizona. Mm. No. We'll see, it's, man. They're going to go back. They're going to get too many complaints, and they're going to go back and put Ozzy Osbourne on there or some shit. <laughs> do, they, do, they, do they do a, um, a mix-and-match kind of, like a duet or a compilation like they did this year with multiple artists, or do they stick to one next year? They said, uh, we're the yeah, odds I mean, makers. yeah, you, you have to go like a whole generation, though, too, you know? So Male or female? I'm going to go another male. And how about that overcashing on the national anthem this year, oh, man? Quickie you guys Mickey called didn't hit. it. Yeah. Quickie Mickey did. Hit. She didn't hit the under, man. Dang. Yeah, because every she had everybody fooled. Right. Eighth year in a row, the winner of the coin toss does not win the Super Bowl, Michael. So blue um, Gatorade, blue Gatorade. So they knew it was blue. You know, blue Gatorade. Do you, do you yeah. think it's the same color for both teams, or do you think the Bengals had like yellow or, or orange or red? Hmm. I don't know. Do they even? Is that something that serious, or is it just something that the team probably requests? I don't know. know. Do they even get to pick? I I have no idea. No idea. But I'd say it's probably different, honestly. You know. No, you Uh, know what? It's the whoever is the the Gatorade guy. It's whoever whatever he bets on, puts the whole (laughs) house on on blue, and then that's what he puts in there. Right. I know. He's the one really laughing all the way to the bank once the right, game's over. It's the over. most corrupted bet in all the sports. It's a Gatorade color for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Los Angeles Rams guys, not only do they get to play the NFC Championship at home, they get to play mm-hmm. the Super Bowl at home, and now they get to go to Disneyland right down the street. 
no, right yeah. down the highway. Perfect. So the Los Angeles Rams not having to travel at all on this Super Bowl or much at all on this Super Bowl run. So pretty crazy. Congratulations to the Rams. Uh, Joey yeah. Vampool, one of my good friends since kindergarten, huge yeah. Rams fan, obviously the sponsor of this damn uh, podcast, Alex. huge Rams fan. Congratulations to Alex. And uh, congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals and their team and their fans in defeat. You guys uh, accomplished a lot more than anybody ever would have imagined. How many uh, games have you guys won in the postseason the last 30 years before this season? I think, what, one or zero probably? so Something like that, uh, yeah. And then uh, did you send us that? Or I forgot where I saw it, but um, they're 0-3 in the Super Bowl yeah, by a combined score, by, by a combined 12 points. Average oh. four points that they're oh losing God. by in the Super Bowl. Heartbreaking. So. Heartbreaking. They, so uh, so what's the early odds on the Super Bowl next year? Because you know, might as well throw a couple dollars at Arizona, right? This, I'm glad that you asked, go. Michael, because I got them pulled up right here. A lot of people going with this because they love to bet the good guys, and they think that they should have took it all this year. But um, I don't know if the road's going to have to go through Kansas City again next year. But here we are with the Buffalo Bills, Michael. The Buffalo Bills and Mr. Josh Allen, 13 seconds away from being oh, able dang, to play. Oh, they're number one. 13 seconds away from being able to play Cincinnati, or not Cincinnati. Um, yeah, no, LA. No, LA. Um, Cincinnati and the AFC 90, Championship. Yeah, exactly. So, um, man, to play Cincinnati in the AFC Championship, 13 seconds away, couldn't get it done. They are your co favorites. Kind of, you know, they're your co-favorites, but I think they're it's slightly edged to them as being more favorites over Kansas City. You're, you know, the Rams just won it, but they're looking more at about nine to one to repeat. I think there's going to be some changes on that team. Who knows if Donald's going to stay? Um, obviously, Weddle. I don't think he's coming back. What about Weddle, man? They didn't even play a game in the regular season. Dude comes back and freaking postseason wins a ring. Anyway, um, Bengals right there at ten to one. People like Joe Chiesty to get back. The Niners at fourteen to one. Who's going to be running that offense? Jimmy G or Trey Lance? We'll see. Another one that we don't know whose offense is going to get and being ran by is going to be the Green Bay Packers at 15 to 1. Uh, 16 to 1. I can pretty much just skip this team because we know Dallas ain't going to win it. Um, <laughs> Denver 18 to 1. The Ravens 20 to 1. Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, the, ta- the Tom Brady list. Buccaneers at 22 to 1. The Titans have fell down so much down this table at 22 to 1. Cardinals 25 to 1 to try to make it there three it straight years to a team to play in their own building. And uh, yeah, Chargers 25 to 1. Um, yeah, I know you, 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 we're already in the 20s. You don't see the Raiders there, Mike. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, the Raiders are all the way down there at about 50 to 1. They're going to have to make a lot of improvements to shock the world. Well, but why, the hell when, is, is, why the hell is Denver up there? Are they getting Aaron Rodgers? Right? That is true. Um, God damn it. Because they don't have, they don't need, did, did they hire a coach yet? Because they got rid of uh, yeah. Fangio, right? Yeah, Who's Denver. Everyone has a coach now. Um, let me see. I can actually pull it up real quick. Um, but yeah, oh my God. So if that if that happens, then we'll have like Derek Carr is a very capable quarterback, but we'll have arguably the worst quarterback in the AFC West. But look, uh, all right, that's crazy to think about that. But I mean, look at the look at the Bengals. They were probably around 
30, 40, 50 to one or something also last Nath- season to make it. Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett. Hmm. Nathaniel hopefully Hackett. he's not a Hackett. Yeah, hopefully he's not a hack. Well, hopefully yeah. he is a hack for Raider fans. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not for Mile High fans, though, but. No, definitely not. The Jets, the Texans, the Lions, of course, your worst odds, even worse than the Jaguars at 80 to 1. Of course, the Jaguars getting um, the Niners offensive coordinator to try to steer that offense down there in Duval mm-hmm. County. Right. The New York Giants with their man and Dable uh, still 65 to 1. So uh, they're very, very long shots as well. The Commanders 50 to 1, Bears 65 to 1. Who? Just. Uh, the commanders, the, the, hell the commanders. <laughs> I know. God, it's so to say. yeah, I mean, as much parody as we want in this league again next year. Oh, man, it does look like it could be the bills, the chiefs again, you know, um, mm-hmm. just uh, like I say, I like cowboys every year, but a lot of people do, too, and they just they can't get it. You know, at the beginning of this season, it looked like they were a pretty damn good team and just uh, Niners went in there and handled them and just. Man, Cowboys just can't get it done. But a perennial, a perennial, a perennial decent team, you know, like your Manchester United, I will talk about later. Uh, that just uh, just can't seem to push far enough, right? Kind of like the the Hotspurs as well. But that's True. your Dallas Cowboys there. Yeah. Well, it was a good season. Uh, on to twenty twenty two. So let's get actually to the pitch. We'll talk about um, Champions League real quick, just to preview the first couple matchups in the in the round of sixteen. What do you think uh, tomorrow, Tuesday the fifteenth? Uh, PSG is at home against Real Madrid. Sporting is at home against Manchester City. And then Wednesday the sixteenth, your Reds of Liverpool will visit Inter Milan, aka Internacional, whatever the hell that means. And then FC Salzburg is at home against Bayern Munich. So. What say you for the first round of Champions League? Are we going to see something different than in the EPL? Or Ma- Manchester City just going to steamroll this? Or, you know, what say mm, you for I mean, the Manchester, first, uh, Manchester City is the favorite every season. They just can't seem to make it happen. And I think mm-hmm. uh, going into tomorrow, February 15th, uh, they're going to be playing at Sporting, right, in Portugal. I think that that can mm-hmm. be a somewhat of a little bit of a tricky matchup. I might be completely dead wrong on it, but if Sporting can kind of, you know, play some defense and kind of at least try to get, you know, a draw out of it, I think that would be considered a win for them. The other game with Paris Saint-Germain against Real Madrid, that's going to obviously be the highlight and game of the of, of the probably actually this week, you know, because Liverpool and uh, Inter Milan just uh, Liverpool, obviously, big team. Bayern and Salzburg. Uh, yeah, so I'd say tomorrow's probably going to be the most watched game. In um, I'd say with, so. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I obviously like you know Saint Germain to win in Paris. Um, I, I think that ever since Ronaldo and Messi have left, that obviously that Spanish league hasn't been as dominant or as the same as we once remembered it to be, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I think that makes it a little bit funner, in my opinion. I think it kind of shakes up this Champions League, uh, really, you know, for fans that aren't of the Spanish liking or, you know, favor the <laughs> right. Spanish teams. But because there was a time there where it was just like Barcelona and just Real just whooping everybody in the Champions League. But yes. um, 
I don't know, man. Obviously, I'm excited for my Liverpool. They're on the road. I think that they got enough to probably at least get out of there with a draw, I hope. I know there's been a lot of shakeup with Mane and um, and, and um, uh, Mohamed Salah actually playing in that AFCON Cup with uh, obviously shot out to Mane and Senegal winning the African Nations Cup or uh, mm-hmm. the basically like their world little basic country world cup over there and yeah i know right yeah it's pretty cool man uh kind of it kind of shook up things with liverpool though because you know obviously their two star forwards um were gone and whatnot so mm-hmm. hopefully they can get back in the groove of things and uh they can uh put up a fight over there in italy and try to you know advance to this you know this round of of eight coming up later mm-hmm. i think that um obviously next week who do you like next week, man? Um, Manchester I mean, yeah, United, I mean, yeah, I mean, Madrid. Yeah, I mean, Madrid. we'll get into it next week. But yeah, Chelsea plays at home against Lyle, Villarreal at home against Juventus, and then Wednesday the 23rd. Yeah, Manchester United and Atletico is probably the best-looking game on paper. I mean, but, Definitely. you know, so, so who knows how they're going to play. You know, you, you never know what kind of game you're going to get from Manchester United. They could lose to Southampton and then they can go and beat Bayern one day. It's it's so weird. And of course, Benfica at home against Ajax. So Sean's uh, Benfica, another Portuguese league uh, team is playing. Pretty cool to see two Portuguese teams still in in it round of 16. Shout out Portugal. (laughs) So yeah, they're all home and home. So we'll kind of uh, say what we will next week about you know, these games tomorrow and Wednesday, and then of course preview these games. But, um, but yeah, from the champions league on to the racetrack, it is finally here. I mean, finally isn't saying too much because the season ends in like what the first or second week of November. So it's one of the shortest off seasons, but it's finally here. The actual regular season of NASCAR with the Daytona 500 this Sunday, the 20th on Fox, of course, but yeah, let's do it, dude. Let's preview the race and let's kind of preview the season to round out the sports section of the podcast, man. I'm so excited for this. You have no idea. And now you know what? The one thing is cool now is now that with how my new job is, is this is the first time in like my working history that these types of huge games on Sundays, I'll be able to, you know, you know, quote unquote, enjoy it a little bit, you know, maybe with a couple extra beverages because I don't work the next day. There it is. You know, of course, still have the responsibilities of you know of the kids and and you know regular things around the house. But yeah, pretty excited about actually being able to just kind of relax and chill and actually start my weekend on that Monday after all these big events. So uh, yeah, so of course Joey Logano wins two weeks ago at the Clash, um, and then of course you have the oh no wait was it last week? No, it was last week, right? Mm-hmm. Or two weeks ago. Yeah, it was last week. Yeah, that's right. So Joy Logano wins at the Clash. That was a pretty cool race. Um, I would thoroughly enjoy them to do that, you know, every single year. Somewhere new, you know. Go play at the big house next year. You know, put a race car track at the big house and pour in, like, over 100,000 fans. You know, that'd be pretty cool. It does but, make uh, sense, especially with them yeah. having the duels. Because the two duels at Daytona, kind of like those preliminary races that kind of set the field and whatnot. Kind of a little you know yeah. practice but they but used people, to do the clash at daytona also so you, it's yeah. the clash the duels daytona it's just daytona all week so the fact that they kind of just switched it up brought it over to the west coast in the same week that Very true Supercross was down there at anaheim the same week that you know obviously the super bowl was there so kind of cool with la la was going big this weekend and last as well so yeah so for 
newer fans of the sport of NASCAR, um, we will tell you that we will talk about this every single week that there is a race from now until November. So get used to it. If you don't like it, then go ahead and hit that little 30 second um, fast forward button for about 10 minutes. But yeah, so for new fans that are actually interested, Mark, why don't you uh, explain to the fans on Thursday the 17th, what are the duels about? If you want to explain to the fans. Oh, well, basically the duels, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of weird. It's the only thing that they, it's the only time that they do this all season, but pretty much the duels, they're going to qualify. I When they qualify, actually, let me see here. I have the schedule. I think that they qualify on two on Wednesday. Okay. Yes. So they qualify pretty much qualifying is pointless when it comes to Daytona 500, because mm-hmm. the only thing that they set on qualifying is the front row. You basically set the pole sitter and the outside row. And then everybody else that qualifies third and back, well, like third through, you know, 30 or 38th or whatever, they basically get, it kind of becomes like a heat race. That's pretty much, if you guys watch the class, they have those heat races before. Pretty much what the duels come, become, you qualify, wherever you qualify, that puts you into your duel, your "Quote unquote heat race." Is it like then, is it all the odds are on one of the duels and all the evens are on one of the duels? Yeah, how it is. Yeah, like like first first place and third place are the front row of duel one, and then second place is a pole sitter for duel two, with fourth place being that the front row of that one. Isn't that how mm-hmm. it goes? Yes. And then you have what 25, 30, 40 laps, mm-hmm. something like that. It's, no, it's a short, it's like well, it's 60, a short it's race. Like, no, it's a little bit more than that. I think it's like 60 laps each race or something or 40. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I mean, like cause they're only, yeah, cause they're the same day and they're only separated by two hours. So whatever, mm-hmm. so whatever you can get in in two hours, I guess. So yeah, yeah. you might be right. 50 I or 60, think it's like so. about 60 laps each or something. And they'll, wherever position you finish on those two races, that's where you're going to line up, you know, for the 500, which so the first two winners would get the front row at Daytona 500. Yeah. In my opinion, it's all, uh, it's all, you know, a horse and pony show because the it's five more tickets, more ticket sales, people to like pack into Daytona motor speed. And they, they make speaking, it a whole week long event, you know, and speaking of ticket sales, actually Mikey with the, the Daytona 500 being sold out for Sunday, oh, the big, yeah. the great American race, but dual tickets oh, yeah. are actually still available. If you're in the greater mm. Daytona, uh, <laughs> Daytona beach area and you'd like to, get your racing fix in you won't be able to do it sunday but you can get it done on thursday down there you know at the what, beach you know what me and my wife were talking the other day one of the other managers on one of the shifts at work <clears throat> he preemptively bought super bowl tickets i think for him and his wife for him and his son to go down because he was hoping that the 49ers would play so when they got eliminated after the nfc championship he's trying to get rid of them I think it was a definitive thing that he was going to go or not i'm not sure i still to this day don't know if he actually went but uh, I told my wife, I was like, if I bought two Super Bowl tickets, let's just say for 10 grand total, right? Like 5,000 each, right? And Raiders lose in the second round of the AFC Championship game. I, in a heartbeat, would sell those Super Bowl tickets for like, let's just say 50% more, right? At, for like 15 grand total. I would take that 15 grand. I'd fly us all out to Daytona, right? I'd go to Disney World for like two days and stay there. And then me and you would go to the race. I would do that in a heartbeat if it meant – and you probably save – that's probably not a $15,000 trip to go to the mm-hmm. Daytona 500, stay there for like five days, and then go to Disney World for two – like only two days. That's not even close to $15,000. 
So I would yeah. so I would do that in a heartbeat. I'd probably be able to pocket at least half of that money, at least, and then have that whole week and then just experience something that I've I've wanted to for like five, six, seven years now. Yeah. We have I mean, I mean I mean to to be able to experience the Super Bowl, one of the you know, definitely a bucket list. But if I bought it ho- hoping that my team would win would go there and then they didn't, man, I would pff, sorry. Take all that. I wouldn't go to get one game for that much money. But you figure take half of that money, pocket half, and the other half have an amazing weekend with your whole family. VIP treatment at the um, at Disney World, two days, experience all four parks, and then boom, hella good tickets at the Daytona 500. You know, get pit passes, meet and greets. You can do the two, works. Two days in Disney World would be kind of tough to see all those parks, but I'm with Very you. True. I'm like, with you. you, you I'll give you Epcot. You can take Epcot and leave it. I'll go to Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, and um, Hollywood Studios. I'll go ahead and leave Epcot. <laughs> Can't believe you've never been there. I haven't. No. But no. on another on another uh, note, um, yeah, dude, we have to get to Daytona uh, eventually uh, one of these days. Man. One day, yeah. It's when just the, uh, when the kids are older. <laughs> um little bit of notes going into you know obviously this season i don't know if you've heard but obviously uh ufc president ufc kind of a sport i wish we would talk a little bit more on this podcast i know it's actually yeah. you know we got international listeners as well and i think that a lot of people are actually into you know ufc it's bring a lot of popularity especially you know with myself as well and you know mm-hmm. we had a great fight actually um last weekend with uh is uh the style bender Adesanya, uh Ades- what's his name israel adesanya and then we had uh, robert oh, yeah. whitaker it was their second bout they fought in like 2019 uh this dude adesanya the fool's a uh, savage man uh pretty damn good but yeah the ufc's been real good um you know boxing with jake paul has been funny and fun at times too but um, yeah, it's been pretty good with the with the MMA and the boxing and whatnot. But yeah, uh, UFC's president has a deal with uh, Pitbull's team. Um, uh, there says here that he's gonna be. Uh, oh, is that what it is? He's gonna. You mean Howler you mean, uh, I seen. I've been seeing that. Is that what, Dana White whiskey? Yeah, Dana White whiskey is gonna be like, like the main sponsor of someone's car. Right, oh. it's with Trackhouse, right? So it's 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 their number, um, yeah, number one, right? Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that it was that that because I because no wonder when I saw UFC over the weekend on on the mat they had that same sponsor Howler Head. It's like that yeah. monkey. I was like, what is this? I've been seeing this everywhere. Oh, okay, I like that. Dana White's Howler Head Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey will serve as primary sponsor. Oh, it all makes sense, man. Sometimes yeah. for as for as much in the loop as I am, there's just <laughs> life. Life, there's been so much going on in life lately that some of these little small things get. Uh, and I know this is old news, actually. Don't get me wrong, because I know this news That's came out. A couple, yeah, it's a couple of weeks or a week old, but we're just kind of going over some of the highlights going into this season. So yeah, there it is. Dana White, Howlerhead. You're gonna be seeing that we a have, little bit um, more. The Money Team. The money team. I thought it was funny. I don't know if you saw his his hauler pulling up today to Daytona. It's Mm-mm. just so funny because you know <laughs> Mayweather has all this money, right? It's the money team, literally TMT, the money team, and he's got like the smallest hauler. It's not even like a regular sized hauler. 
It's like ride. one, yeah. It's one of those. Um, it's like a. It's kind of like one of those big rig trucks, but it it's not, and it's just it's like a more miniature size trailer. It's not one of these big huge trailers, but hey, they're trying, and I think I kind of like it because it kind of goes back to like more of the olden days, you know. Now it's all the glitz and glam with the fanciest trailer mm-hmm. and the fanciest rig, and you know, I mean, these NASCAR rigs are ridiculous, and then here comes. Mayweather just pulling up and something just a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. he's all so flamboyant all the time and yeah. he, he shows up with like uh, the smallest rig. I thought it was just pretty funny in my opinion, but pretty cool, man. I'd like to see him and Grala okay. and his team get out there and, you know, so we have, actually compete, dude. Yeah. So we have some crazy, you know, not crazy, but so Kyle Larson's defending his championship in NASCAR and we have some, you know, stats. So what are we looking like for odds for Daytona 500? Did Justin Haley really win at Daytona? I think he has one at Daytona. Yeah. Justin why? Justin Haley. I was just wondering, I was like, Justin, who the, like Justin Haley has one. It was, probably was the the June or July race. I assume it's not a 500, but Denny Hamlin, obviously uh, two wins, uh, two, three wins total there at Daytona. Kevin Harvick with two. Um, let's see. Kyle Larson's actually looking for his first win over at Daytona. So is Chase Elliott. Uh, other guys, uh, you know, obviously Bubba Wallace winning over at Ta- uh, Talladega last year. Um, but yeah, what do you think so far? I mean, what do you think for the 500? Bowman has never won at Daytona. The only handful of guys. logano has got one uh, win at Daytona. Kurt Busch with one. So Ryan Blaney actually has one race uh, win at Daytona too. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., pretty good restricted plate racer. Uh, he's um, he has one win there, and Kyle Busch surprisingly only one win at Daytona ever. I just want to know if I can live bet this race because uh... I know right. <laughs> like at, after the first big one. Give me my odds. <laughs> no, I just, you know, because then you get crappier odds, obviously. But <laughs> I know, and right? there might be a crazy big one with these new cars and who knows how they're going to handle. Everything is new, obviously. Um, one but, of the top 12 drivers is going to have like a something, something like a like Hamlin had with his belt, you know, something in the transmission, something weird is going to break. And all of a sudden, oh engine failure like you know dnf something's going to happen to one of the top 10 12 drivers i can you know i have a feeling yeah i Hopefully mean not mine that makes Hopefully it kind of ours. that makes it kind of fun in a way you know because mm-hmm. I, it just it just seems like these cars have gotten too perfect i remember maybe like six seven eight nine years ago it just seems like the cars used to have a little bit more you know, you used to see a kind of, you know, used to see engines give up or cars blow up a little bit more often than we do now. This every the science is just so down to a T that you don't really see too many mechanical failures, or you didn't. We'll see, obviously, see what happens this year with the next gen car. Um, but Denny Hamlin, of course, he's your favorite here, man. About eight to one with Chase Elliott coming in next at ten to one. Kyle Larson eleven and Logano twelve to one. Ryan Blaney as well, respectively. William Byron been pretty good there in the past as well at fourteen to one. Bush sixteen to one. Martin Kyle Truex Bush sixteen to one. Yes, sir. I would take that. Kyle Bush is sixteen to one to win his first five hundred. Hasn't won one yet. Kozlowski nope. hasn't won one yet. All new organization. 
I don't think he's going to be as competitive as he is when he was in those Penske rides because, you know, obviously Roush hasn't been up to par as much for that coming out of the Ford camp, but he's 18 to one. Almarola, we know how Almarola does pretty good in these super speedway races. He's 20 to one. Austin Dillon, he's no joke either. He did pretty good last week in the Bush clash as well. Uh, he's 20 to one. Harvick, we know he can get it done. He's 22 to one. You know, mm-hmm. Kurt Busch, he's pretty damn good veteran as well, 20 to 1. Oh, man, you know, this. Kurt Busch driving a Toyota this year now. McDowell, your winner from last year, he's 66 oh to 1. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he's not going to win. But, you know, Jesus, dude, does Martin Truex Jr. not show up? Zero wins at Daytona in 33 races, an average finish of just over 22nd place. What the hell happens in uh, under that hood at Daytona? Christ almighty. Why not, why, why not throw a little bit on Suarez at 66 to 1? There you go, Suarez. I mean, I remember last I remember last season, I was one dude, I almost took McDowell, but instead of taking McDowell, I ended up taking his teammate in Reagan just because Reagan comes oh, back yeah. for the 500, you know, and I just remember his name, you know, who was with Roush for a little bit, and I was like, okay, I'll take Reagan. If I literally would have took his teammate, I would have cashed out. Um, right. You can take you can take the money team at a hundred to one. Why not? Man? <laughs> you know that you like counting those Benjamins. So a hundred right. on Kaz. Actually, no, I take that back. Kaz Grala is not going to be. Hold on. Um, Isn't it Kaz? I thought it was Kaz, but the number fifty. The, the, the car 50. is going to. Kaz Grala is showing him in. Hold on. Know. What number is? Because. How are, oh, yeah, I think it is going to be Kaz Grala, but this website got it messed up because they're showing A.J. Allmendinger in the 16 and Kaz Grala in the 16, but Kaz Grala can't be in the 16 because that's Allmendinger's number. So they just got it confused. I think it is Kaz Grala in the, in, in the 50. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, it is Kaz Grala. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, there's already mat. Oh, there's already head-to-head matchups. Also, okay, starting early. Okay, I mean, all these matchups are going to be pretty much even. You're not really going to find any, um, uh, you know, you're not really going to find any value. Like you said, the yeah. big thing's going to happen. It's just going to be a crap show. I'm still having nightmares from last season. Oh. I know you guys remember. I was oh, yeah. about to, I, dude. I, I was one about turn to, away. One turn, one turn away from winning like eight bets, dude. I literally had Logano for the win. I had Logano top three. I had Kislowski top three. I had Penske winning organization. I had Logano over someone else. I had and Logano over jumps, another yeah. guy. I had Kislowski over two guys. And then Kislowski. went from winning eight bets to like winning what? Zero? None. One? From one? winning eight to none. In oh, I, thought, I thought you bet four winning it. Ford? Mm-hmm. No, I took Penske to win it. Oh, uh, maybe I did take Ford. I don't remember. But I took so much. Dude, I can't believe it. I was like, wow. Especially because it was a teammate taking out another teammate. But that's what you got to expect. That's the way this race so, plays out. And that's why we love it. So we're, I'm going to assume, because Sean picks this about 75% of the time. So I think Sean's going to take Chase Elliott for the Daytona 500, his boy, right? Not a bad pick. No, Second not a bad favorite pick. favorite at 10-1. So, so, who, so who would you pick? I'm going mm. I'm going with a little bit of value. I'm going Kyle Busch to get his first 500 win. Really? Mm-hmm. Start the season off like and I did. You know, I did give like him Bush. some confidence as if he's actually going to compete with Larson and the rest of Hendrick Motorsports. But you know, yeah, get, I'll throw him a bone this week. 
And I did like Bush in the clash, actually. He seemed like he was the strongest in practice. He was strong in qualifying and just, uh, you know, to tell you the truth, I kind of think Logano kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting him to be that good in that race, and he held off Bush and whatnot. So, you know, I kind of, hey, you're going to go with him. Um, Let me go with Logano, man. I'll actually go with my driver. He just had his daughter. He won. Like He's like in between races. There's something with me. I feel like some of these NASCAR drivers, when they have a kid, they end up like racing pretty damn good. He might be hyped 22 and 22. Let's mm-hmm. get uh, let's get Mr. Logano in that 22 Shell Pennzoil Ford to win nice, his second nice. Daytona 500, baby. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that is the first of many weeks of talking about NASCAR. That does it for the sports section. So we're going to go right into the comic books um, this week. Actually, you know what? Going to comic books, we're going to entertainment. So speaking of, you know, let's shake it up a little bit. So speaking of Super Bowl, you know, all of the commercials and stuff. A lot of the commercials were actually teaser trailers for a lot of these new series or or movies. Mark, um, you had Doctor Strange new trailer, news about Moon Knight. You know, you have a new trailer and also Moon Knight saying that it's going to be a brutal show. You know, we're not going to get a, a mere, you know, carbon copy of Bruce Wayne Batman. Um, the Lord of the Rings, uh, the Rings of Power coming out in September on Amazon Prime. Uh, you know. Amazon Prime Video, but a lot of new things coming out, and I'm you know pretty excited for it. So, I mean, it's something like 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 would you? You only have to watch like three movies, right? So would you go back? I don't know if you've seen the Lord of the Rings movies, but would you go back and watch those three movies and then go and watch that show? Is Lord of the Rings something that interests you, sir? Mm, I mean, probably not. Um, I know it's real big. A lot of people take liking to it, but I mean, for me to go back and watch it and everything, and just for the show. But it's uh, not like twenty-four movies. It's only three. It's yeah, only three. But, uh, yeah. But <laughs> I thought it was a movie coming out. It's a show. I think it's a show. The one for the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a oh, series on Amazon oh. Prime Video. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay, I thought it was yeah. a movie. But I mean, yeah, I, figure, I, I know you. I know you're gonna be totally into it. Oh, totally. do you have Amazon Prime Video? Well, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you have, you, if you yeah, have Amazon yeah, yeah, Prime, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you have so the video, I, the music, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever watched Amazon Prime Video one time. But <laughs> really? What a, yeah. You know, Dude, I, I, something, I just, to- something totally different and something you don't have to watch anything about. You should go and go on there and watch The Boys. Obviously, when your daughter goes to bed, because it's not that kind of show that, you know, it's not that it's not that type of comic book show or movie. Um, but no, you should go and watch The Boys because I heard it's like brutal. It's like you're kind of anti-villain, like something, you know, it's the ragtag group, right? It's sort of like a Doom Patrol or whatever, but it's a rated R show, just like all the shows on HBO Max. I think you'd probably enjoy that one. You know, something that's not Marvel or DC, something that's, the you know, that's um I think it's is it like Dynamite or something or is it Image? I forget. Or Dark Horse, maybe, is the boys. I forget. But you should watch it. And then let me know how it is before I go and watch it. Because for me, I want to go back and read the books before I watch the show. I don't know, man. The Mayans is kicking back up in April, man. One oh, of those. <laughs> and I think Snowfall's back in February or March, too. Like, that's another FX show that I love. That's right. I'm actually doing pretty well. I'm in, like, the end of November as far as my shows are concerned. And then everyone, everything goes on that break where, you know, they go on the holiday break. So I think I'll be in January as far as I'm um, dude. Uh, wow. Pretty soon I'll be like only like a month, month and a half behind on these shows. Yep. It's not bad. I know. 
I've been putting in I've been putting in the the late the the late hours, you know, getting a little less sleep, but getting that one show like on my weekends, you know. So with that yep. new schedule, it allows you to do that. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So, uh, but that's pretty cool. All those new, um, you know, pieces of news. Speaking of Netflix and those shows, you got Daredevil, Jessica Jones, you know, Defenders, Punisher, Iron Fist. You know, you have those shows in March leaving Netflix, but there's no, there's still no definitive spot where they're going to land. I would assume Disney Plus. You know, and then you have like that. You know, they have the rating because if it's not, if it, you know, if it's Marvel, it's got to be, especially if. Charlie Cox Daredevil is going to be in the MCU. You'd figure that people are going to want to go and see, oh, what's this guy all about? You know, I, I never saw his show on Netflix, but I, I'm on Disney Plus all the time. Might as well go and do that, you know. But some of those shows are naughty, naughty. You're going to have to put some kind of, you know, disclaimer on it or, you know. Daredevil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, de- Netflix, those Netflix shows were like, I think it had cussing. But there was, you know, sexual stuff going on and brutal violence in some of the episodes like luke cage was just like he was getting shot at but you know he's like superman he's got the you know he's got the you know the man of steel pretty much but he's oh it's brutal some of the violence in these shows what about murdoch matthew murdoch i mean yeah i mean i'm getting to know him and devil's reign a little bit you know just some of the some of the marvel still haven't found his uh brian michael bendis's run um on uh daredevil I want it in like the, you know the volume form and whatever, but I'm trying to find someone on eBay who will who have like all twelve or sixteen volumes. And know? I asked I asked you the other day because um, I seen it on TV. It was on uh, the it was Ben Affleck I think in two thousand three. He did the yeah. Daredevil movie. Was mm-hmm. that any good? I, I watched yeah. the first like the very beginning, but I had to run, so it's like yeah, it was good. I, texted, I was like, any good? But like, man, crazy thirty years. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, twenty then, um, years already. It, and then Jennifer Garner played a uh, Electra. Oh, that's where you they know. met then, huh? I don't know. That's where they met. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe either there at a at a Red Sox game. Yeah, Sox. But yeah, uh, um, and then go go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say the DeLorean, the famed car from the the eighties movies, the Back to the Future. The DeLorean is back. I just read an article like an hour ago, but the DeLorean is back and is all electric. That's pretty exciting. Are you going to be buying a DeLorean? Screw exactly. Tesla. Let's go get a DeLorean. Where the you know open my doors up like a wing like this. Although I, I mean, think, isn't the, doesn't the Tesla little small SUVs doors open like that though? Well, the bigger SUV kind of thing, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. The little butterfly doors does, yeah. yeah. But the DeLorean man, just it's kind of funny that they bring it back, Back <laughs> to the Future, whatnot, electric now. Um, kind of reminds me of that damn cyber truck that tesla got coming out uh i don't know i really i haven't even seen a rendering or a picture of it uh is there a date on when it's coming out brother no it was just i saw the headline and i kind of read like the first couple sentences i was like no way like i didn't see a release date i saw some like kind of they had a trailer for the unveiling of the car on twitter but i didn't click in that video because i was I was kind of skeptical. I'm like, are they really? Are they actually going to show what the car looks like? So maybe we go on after, and then next week we were we you know do a full report on it. But yeah, I don't know. I'm probably going to have to do some research on that because who they <laughs> team up with? I don't think. I mean, hasn't Delorean been dead? What they just uh, came out of the woodworks and just I know, started right? a company back up. Someone and, else, yeah, someone else owns them. Some solar company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by Sunrun. <laughs> it's kind of like when that Sci. Oh, you actually got one when those damn Scions came out, right? I mean, it's Scion. Oh, Whoever heard of them. Them, but, but they it's were a like Toyota a Toyota. Engine. Yep. 
I'm, they I'm don't, almost, I mean, Scion, do they even make Scions anymore? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh-huh. I, I would say they stopped making them around five years ago. Not too sure, but hey, mine's still kicking. It's almost, it's reaching almost 200,000 miles. I'm taking it to and from work now. There's less, la- you know, there's less wear and tear. I'm because my commute's half the time and I work less days as well. So yeah, it's still kicking pretty well. The money maker gotta have it. Those mm-hmm. Toyotas, so, baby. Yep, regular maintenance, oil changes, all that stuff, all that good stuff. It still purrs like a little kitty. So, last p- bit of news I have is Uncharted, the new m- movie with Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland, is premiering this weekend. But it premiered last week internationally, bringing in twenty-one and a half million dollars already in the box office. So, I'm pretty excited for that movie. Actually, I never played the game. It always looked badass, but I think. You know, when that game was coming out, I was playing, you know, either Grand Theft Auto or like a hockey game or, you know, baseball game. But no, it, it looks pretty interesting. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for it. So, you know, coming in internationally like this, it's probably going to get some hype because you have those fans who are Tom Holland Spider-Man fans. But then you also have fans of the video game as well. It's probably why Assassin's Creed probably did, you know, at least, you know, kind of good in the box office, even though the movie was about a C for me. People who are into, you know, um, what's his name? Um, God dang it. The young uh, Magneto. Oh, God. I forgot his name. But yeah, no, he played uh, the guy in Assassin's Creed. So you have the fans of the video game, but then you have fans of him as well. So I think that's why I did okay. I think Uncharted is going to do b- way better than Assassin's Creed, but I'm kind of excited. I'm not not sure, if I'll, not sure if it'll be a movie that I'm going to actually see in the movie theaters. But, you know, I mean, I mean uncharted you know it's it's actually a popular game it was I, I heard it was pretty good there's like three or four of them but mark if they ever made like a grand theft auto movie would you see it would you actually go and see a, a gta movie I, I probably would go and see that man if when is like, grand theft like, auto like, gonna come out on when is grand theft auto gonna come out on the damn oculus metaverse or whatever the hell dude i know right forget seeing the movie i mean you already feel like you're so damn immersed in that game and just running around doing whatever the hell you want that game's so crazy and just i haven't to be able to play that thing on vr be crazy dude i bought grand theft auto 5 when it first came out on playstation 4 i like I, i beat the main story and i did a few side things but i have i i never played when it went online, you know, people are playing GTA online right now. That's when I actually stopped playing. I was playing mostly like Assassin's Creed games and stuff like that. Yeah, I stopped playing those. A little bit of like, you know, um, um, like the shooting games, you know, like the war games you play online and stuff. But yeah, as far as GTA games, I haven't played online. I haven't played in so, so long. I don't even know if I even have it still. But Little rumors that you know number six is coming out, or at least they're say that. you know That's kind right. of producing it. And, and then and then Steven sent us that uh, meme that says it took them like seven years or something, or like nine years to make Grand Theft Auto three, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and then Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and then Grand Theft Auto five. It's been out for like the same amount of time, like eight or nine years, and that's the only game that has been coming out because they you know throw out so much online content. It's so weird. But um, yeah, that's I, it for I news. Almost, I almost can't believe it's been out for that long. This one already, man. Just I know. I mean, I see videos on like YouTube randomly, like people doing crazy things in the air, like 
you know, jumping off of like with a car, but they have to go like a million feet or add, you know, and they put rocket boosters on the back of their car. It's like some crazy stuff. And all, all I did was play like the main, you know, if, main thing in a few side missions. But I mean, that's all I have for news. If you want to get into comic books, you know, uh, let's talk some uh, comics yeah. to end the show. Yeah. I mean, so this week uh, in two days, because we're recording on Valentine's Day. So again, like I'll reiterate like every episode, thank you so much for watching right now on live on YouTube. And when this episode comes out in a day or two, thank you so much for listening wherever you get your podcast. This is episode 143. I love, love you 143 of the comic bookies podcast on Valentine's Day. Um, brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Check them out on Instagram and Twitter at TI Comics. And they are located in Fremont, California, right at the Amtrak station by the railroad tracks and across the street from my favorite Mexican restaurant, El Patio. So uh, in comic books this week, DC comes with us. It gives us Detective Comics 1053 in the very smack dab middle of our, you know, weekly, weekly event of this story. I just finished 1050. We'll discuss that in a second. Nightwing 89, The Flash 779, Justice League 72, and Wonder Woman 784. Marvel gives us Amazing Spider-Man 89, Thor 22, X-Men number eight, Venom number five, Hulk number four, and Iron Fist is back with a brand new arc, a brand new story from a brand new writing and art team. Iron Fist number one comes out in two days. And over on the image side, we have King Spawn number seven. Primordial finishes at number six. What's the farthest place from here? Number four, Silver Coin number nine, and Time Before Time number 10. Boom Studios gives us Power Rangers number 16, and regarding the matter of Oswald's of Oswald's body, number four, IDW, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number 126, James Bond Himeros finishes up its story at issue number five from Dynamite, and AWA gives us two this week, Knighted, number four, and The Crimson Cage, number three. All right, Mark. Well, anything you're excited for this week? Anything you enjoyed reading from the week of January 26th of 2021, 2022, sorry. I have... You know, Action Comics 1039, I have The Flash 778, and Detective Comics 1050, so that week of books, what say you? Or anything that you know that I don't read from the last week or two, go ahead, man, talk about it. Man, to tell you, you know, to tell you the truth, I've been kind of all over the place with my reading as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of just, I mean, I wouldn't say it started anywhere, it's just... We got kind of backed up on books as well. We've all been kind of backed up in the holidays and everything. And with you not, you know, I was trying to stick to kind of a schedule on when I was reading and how I was reading them and everything. But with you kind of, you know, getting your books a little bit later now, I'm kind of Mm -hmm. just reading them, not really caring as much when I'm reading them or how in what order I'm reading them. So I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad to hear that. (laughs) Why? You know, I'm I'm, I'm, you're good. I know, I, I know you're reading ones consistently, but I would love to for you to come on, fall back with me, fall back. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like if I, I'm kind of reading maybe the smaller publishers, the ones that I know, like I said, that we're probably not going to discuss as much on this podcast. You know, I'll get like the Moon Knights out of the way. I'll get the Miles Morales out of the way. You know, maybe like a Harley Quinn story that has been okay, hasn't been my favorite, but you know, Harley Quinn's kind of just a character that. Um, you know, I, I've came to enjoy, you know, her little, her, the way, her little, you know, the way she carries herself, the backstory, mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, the DC black labels books that I've read, I've, you know, I've just kind of came to like her, you know, and just, uh, 
with the 11th issue uh, offering that came out. You know, that one's been all right. But basically, I've just kind of backed up. No, I wasn't. I was backed up. I saved up like four or five of these detective books, The Shadows of the Bat Story. And I read them, you know, starting with that one that we were talking about a couple episodes ago with Joe, uh, with uh, Harley on the cover, mm-hmm. painting with the Batman and everything, you know, or painting the Batman. And um, I just think that that series has been pretty good, man. It, it it's changed a little bit. It's obviously pivoted from the whole um, Hughville story that I was enjoying. I think that it's becoming real, real good with Huntress and everything that's happening within Arkham and this Tobias Ware character. And um, I, I'm just really excited on where it's going to go. I don't know how excited I am about it coming out every week. Like I said, I got backed up on it, but I mean, I'm thoroughly probably enjoying that book the most right now. Um, the human target, I think I mentioned was real good also. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as this upcoming week, uh, kind of a small week for me, I'll probably say that, you know, obviously, um, the flash is going to be cool to see where this story is going. Um, you know, different flash than what I'm kind of used to, but you know, I think, yeah, I just, you know, I'm kind of I feel like some of these books right now, they're putting out content, but they're good. They're decent. They're like B graded stories, but I don't think they're great. I'm not the best critique of comics, you know, by any means, although I do a podcast on it. But I, you know, I I just kind of I'm down to just give me some more black label stuff right now or some right. more. Oh, man. Tom when is King, issue? Like, like when is issue two of One Dark Night and the Swamp Thing? Yeah, one yeah, of those two coming. Even back. the Swamp Thing, I forgot about that one. I did pull that one. Yeah, I think they're that. I think they're bi monthly. So if we read it in like December or January, we're not going to get into the end of this month or into March. You know, and there are only three issues, right? I, know, I mean, just I give them to me back to back to back months and get it over with. But I'd say, um, you know, the Flash is all right. Action is all right. Um, which other ones DC that you think, like I oh, mentioned earlier, dude, Harley the, is all right. You know what I just finished and I absolutely loved was the Christmas uh, special Batman oh, Catwoman. Oh yes, yes. That was unbelievable. That was pretty good too. Like everything which that made Catwoman me feel like through, it was like, an ending, but it's not because it's just kind of paints a picture of like what happened before, during, and then after Batman Catwoman. Mm-hmm. You know how she came up and then how she was kind of raising the daughter. Right. And then it shows her getting killed at the end of the story. But why would they do that before the story is completely over? That's kind of know. climactic. Don't you agree? Yeah, kind of. But then like it had me confused. But then comic like, books I have and, to and ask DC. Alex, I'm like, did they send this before the other issue? Like, is it out of sync? And I no. read the lat. He's like, no, nah, it's not. I'm like, uh, it's, supposed okay. to, it's supposed to like get you thinking that like all this stuff happening, she's going to die anyways in this very, very brutal way. You know, mm-hmm. like she literally dies how Bruce's parents died. Yeah, I know. Like it's a, it's a mind F, you know, it's like just totally screws with you when we still have what three or four issues left of Batman Catwoman. What a story. Yeah. What yeah, what a great piece of writing. Yeah. But um the Flash is good. I you know, like I I've been saying, any story with like a DC character and then it involves the Justice League uh, Dark, love it. 
any kind of magic involved there. And then and then seeing Eclipso, like if for, for fans of the Stargirl show, season two was all about Eclipso. He was the main villain, so I'm kind of familiar with who he is and everything. Just an awesome series. Um, action for me was good. Mongol is one of my favorite, you know, villains in the DC universe. Kind of cool to to go into the mind of Clark, you know, kind of be there and then not there with him having the inner monologue like a journal, you know. I thought that was pretty cool. I've never really read a story that was like actually set on Warworld. You know, sometimes they go there because they have to fight Mongol, but this whole arc is like actually set on Warworld and with the people. So it's actually pretty cool to to see someone write this, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's kind of weird though like when they made him, you know, kick the that the animal off cuz he was dying. Mm-hmm. You know, like just seeing those creatures, I was like, dude, what the hell is this? But it's like that was actually how- kind of cool. I know that was actually like how it's supposed to be. Right. So. But yeah, they're they're, you know, trying to build up like a revolution and he's trying to save the people of Warworld. And then finally, you know, um, what's the name? Uh, Midnighter. He comes in and he's here to help save the day as well. So hopefully we'll get to see that. Uh, what else? Um, detective, I read 1050. So Detective 1050, I don't know how far you are, but I'm on Detective, obviously, like I just said, for the third time. Oh, it's you're going to so. love 1051 then, because you just got introduced to Psycho now, Pirate. This, this actually kind of pisses me off, because you know how we were reading all of those like Batman secret files? Like I, got, I used to get every single one. And then finally I was like, Huntress? Nah, I'm going to skip that. So I didn't order it. How many times every issue do they say if they're talking about Helena and they're like, oh, uh, you know, they talk about this, this and this, like how, how she's having those dreams and stuff. Oh, as seen in Batman Secret Files Huntress, I'm like, oh, you're making me think like I screwed up and I should have gotten that, you know, go back and actually get the full backstory of how she's feeling right now. Right. So and she actually. And you're oh, going to get. You're, so I was going to say you're going to get a little bit more insight to what's going on in 150 in 1051, brother. OK, good, good. I mean, so but it kind of makes me think that, you know, she it was her plan to, like, go undercover at the Arkham Tower. But at the same time, I think that she kind of realizes she actually needs help, you know. So it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to tell the Bat family that I'm going to go ahead and go there to do recon and everything. But at the same time, she these good stories about all these villains and stuff getting, you know, the help that they need. When in reality, Miss Anna Volzian has a freaking episode and they had to clean up the blood, you know, Dick Grayson, AKA one of the janitors, you know, he finds the blood and they, you know, he's, he's, he sends a sample and everything and look who's back straight, straight out of the pages of, uh, you know, crisis on Inf- crisis on infinite earths and uh, Tom King's Batman run, but psycho pirate, the very last page. So I'm super excited to, uh, to read that. I unfortunately didn't get to just because it was, you know, today we decided to do a do it a day earlier. But the um, the House of Gotham, the, the next little issue at the back, didn't get to read that, but I'll read it sometime, you know, tomorrow. Oh, that's pretty good. That's, yeah, no, that's it's, I do. Like, it's a good side story. I remember from the previous issue, Scarecrow recruiting all those kids to go kill Bruce Wayne. And one of the kids actually jumped in the van with them, you know. How so. do you like uh, like Nightwing and um how they're like going incognito into Arkham to it's like cool. to d- dig it's, in. I mean, it's cool too, because remember we saw in that first issue where all of a sudden there's it's, it's up in flames. The GCPD is like, Oh, there's, you know, hostage situation over at the uh, Arkham tower. And then now we're getting 
all the way back and we'll go issue by issue by issue and how we lead up to that point i'm assuming and your thoughts on tobias where man he's up to something yeah he's up to something he's pissing somebody off because those guys like you know we wanted you know like where's mark or whatever his name was you know like like the boss lady she's not gonna like this so i don't know who the boss lady is yet i don't know if she gets unveiled in the next couple issues but then all of a sudden psycho pirates like right behind his ear saying oh you're happy you're satisfied like why don't you just leave you know so the whole story when he was small mm-hmm right and so. then at the hospital loses the mom i believe and yeah, yeah that kid's, some great uh, some great issues in that arc or in that in this story, the weekly story to come for sure. I already have ten fifty one, ten fifty two over there. Ten fifty three comes out on Wednesday, so yep, it's pretty good. One one of the very few times where I you know actually am okay with buying a few extra you know issues of books. You know, man, I've been I've been I've I started on DC right I issue one thousand, and I've gotten. Every one since, so wow, nice. That's pretty I forgot, cool, I right? Where I, I mean, I, I forgot I, where I started. Like, what, like DC Rebirth. I'm guessing it started at like, mm, let's say nine in the 30s or 940 something. I forgot. Like you know, like Detective Comics started up with DC Rebirth when I first started getting into comics in the spring of summer of 2016. You know, that's when it, 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 you know, started back up. It was like mm-hmm. nine something. I forget. And I thought it was pretty crazy that, the, like, right when we started this podcast, pretty much when we popped it off, it just, uh, Detective got to 1000. I was like, oh, perfect timing. You know, yeah. getting into these comics now and I'm trying to understand it more. And what better way than to get into this, you know, classic, uh, uh epic landmark issue of 1000, you know? Mm hmm. I mean, I'm still upset they still haven't, you know, given us the Arkham Knight since we saw oh, her. Yeah. No, but you know, there was a sighting once, right? Yeah, there was a or, sighting once, but it's like, come on. That's a Williamson story, actually. Maybe he'll bring her back in Batman, right? Maybe. Sure as hell hope so. Maybe it'll accumulate to it. Speaking of Batman, you read 120? That's That's the next week, right? Oh, so wow. Batman 120 so came you... out came out February like what would that be February 2nd so this is this week's books I'm reading all of those I will get to 120 and then so next week I'll have a you know 120 uh sidebar detective comics at the DC Universe Rebirth when I first started started at 9:34 so from 9:34 until 10:52 I have so over 100 issues of detectives I have now wow yeah, yeah, I mean, I got what fifty three. Yeah, so yeah, because you came in two and a half years after, so it's been since two thousand sixteen. That makes sense, because for a while, remember, for like a what cool four, five, six months, we were getting Detective Comics in action. We we're getting them like once a month, or we're still getting action once a month. And of course, they, you know, hey, we're going to go up at one dollar in price, but we're hey, we're only going for once a month. And then Batman and um, Detective were like. Mm, never mind. We're, we're only going to give this to you for about a, two or three months, and then we're going to go back to our old ways. I was like, yeah, whatever. God, you haven't even read 120 yet. That thing's almost back boarded and in the K in the. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after these next couple of weeks, I'll have to do some backing and boarding myself, and then it's off to either 
obviously not tomorrow, but I think next Wednesday, since I'll have Wednesday off, I might take a trip. I'll, I'll need a new uh, box at least because I'm, I'm almost finished with box number six. Wow. Long box number six. I need to go to I need to go to Costco and get that metal rack. You know, usually this time of the year, going into the spring, it's they they cut the price by fifty bucks. I'm gonna need that for some of the uh, you know, the the gardening tools and all that stuff, all the yard tools, and then of course all my freaking boxes. Definitely. Yeah, but that's it, man. That's all I have for comics. If there's no other like you know small publisher ones, at least for the week that I uh, read. I was all on uh, DC with the Batman Catwoman special, Action Flash, and then Detective 150, man. That's it for me. Have you liked – oh, you haven't even got to Joker yet, huh? Uh, Joker mm, 11, yeah. where it was where, where it was about the, the 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 hillbilly family, right? Yeah. I, I did read that one. Okay. Do you that like was it? La- that was last week's book. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I really liked it. Joker's good, man, and like – it's like I said last over. week, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm disappointed that no one wanted to pick it up after 14 issues. I was like, oh, come on, man. I'm kind of excited. I mean, I'm not excited. But I'm like, uh, who's going to live up to this Tinyan run? Well, let yeah. it end. Let it. I mean, finish. I guess you're Maybe right. Come back a couple years later. I don't know. I think that. Do you think? I think that Joker has been a little bit better in the beginning. I think it's falling well, of off course. a little bit here in the latter you know, stages. It's kind of the theme of a lot of these stories you're reading, you know, whether it be DC, Marvel, Image, like with Scumbag, a lot of these, mm-hmm. these, you know, uh, undiscovered country, you know, a lot of these stories are really good and it pulls you in, sucks you in. And then, you know, if you're the completest type like I am, where it's hard at first to, to get rid of it, just, uh, wow. Thor. Thor was unbelievable the first two arcs and the third arc was a freaking stinker. And then, it, you know, it, you know, then the fourth arc was still like, why okay. is this though? You think the artist gets into different projects? The writer, they, they, oh, yeah. it, I mean, that's probably one reason lose, why they lose interest in what they're, I don't know. I just don't keep, know. Just keep everything to either six or 12 issue miniseries. Unless, of course, it's like a Batman where you're going to have a whole, you know. Well, I'll tell you one that's not, X that doesn't year. fall off is this Tamaki detective. It just keeps going oh. and going, man. No. It's like a teleprompter. Like her words like a teleprompter. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, uh, I'll never forget this till the day I die. Well, unless I get dementia like Joe Biden. But, um. Oh. When. Direct <laughs> shot. Ah, come when, on, Mikey. When ah, I first. Ah, yeah, yeah, pick up this. Um, when I first went into TI Comics, like the first or second time, and I was trying to put together a pull list, of course, it, I walked out of there with nothing but DC. Remember Eric? He has since moved to Texas, but he was the second man in charge over there at TI. He said, uh, he, I was asking him for ideas. I was like, I will always and forever be on the pull list for Batman, Detective, and, and, then, action. A, and then Action, and Superman. So, the, I mean, for me, the only reason why I would dump the current Superman is because it's Jonathan Kent, it's not Clark. I'm more of a Clark Kent fan. I'll let Jonathan's Kent, uh, Jonathan Kent's character kind of, you know, evolve into what it's becoming. Because when I first started reading comic books, he was like 10 years old, 12 years old. Then he goes on that mission with his father that they found out Jarrell was alive. And then time, you know, time went, uh, you know, or time went by at a different rate where he was. So like, you know, two weeks for us was like 10 years for him. So now he's like in his early 20s. And now he's like, I'm like, oh, I didn't I didn't get the whole I didn't get like years and years and years of reading the young Jonathan Kent. So now he's growing up and it's like, you know, him to be Superman. Nah, I'm not really feeling it yet. Like, I, I feel like his character needs to evolve more. And uh, he's still kind of growing still. So 
but yeah, but that's that's the rule of thumb for me is that you know Clark Kent is Superman, action uh, action Superman, and then Detective and Batman will always be on the pull. That's probably one of the reasons why whenever me and you go to League of Comic Geeks, that site that we look up all our books, that's why those books are always there at the top. Yeah, they're rarely a stinker. So, but yeah, that's it, man. Um, episode one forty three, Valentine's Day. Thank you so much to all you uh, couples out there, hopefully listening in the car together as you're holding hands and going out to a dinner or whatever. Giving me sweeties. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, but yeah, this has been the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Mark, take us away for 143, man. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode 143. It has been great to have you guys by our sides, tuning in live, indirect podcast however you guys listen to this this has been february 14th 2022 valentine's day love from me to you and yes thank you to our sponsor treasure island comics ti comics in fremont california make sure to always check them out at ti comics on all social media treasure island comics yes and uh thank you guys we hope you guys enjoyed your super bowl the pick skin is over with the autumn wind has came it is gone and now it's time to brighten up some of these days spring is around the corner too bad for droughts in california but uh nonetheless we're gonna get this nascar season going these books uh we just finished talking about them they're kind of good and bad at times but hopefully they pick up a little bit in my opinion shout out detective that just keeps rolling but yes 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 this has been episode 143 check us out on all social media platforms at the comic bookies on twitter and instagram if you want to email us the comic bookies at gmail.com and uh yeah thank you for interacting go ahead and drop five stars or drop one if you really hated us just keep it 100 that's all we want to do on this podcast and as always collide the world of sports and comics weekly the best that we can and uh thank you fans from all over the world if mike if we have any new countries let us know if not uh it is conclusion time this again <laughs> has been 143 thank you guys for tuning in um there's no new uh countries i think since last week that i checked but i know that i've been keeping track of individual states we're about halfway since i've been keeping track about four weeks ago half of you in the united states half the states about 24 i believe uh states someone at least has downloaded us so thank you so much we are nationwide we are worldwide uh, almost 50 countries have downloaded the Comboogies podcast but uh again go and check out our youtube page for if you want to watch us live or if you want to listen we're on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, amazon prime music um you know of course on your of course like i just said your apple devices or your android we're on that as well uh but for mark and for sean who will hopefully be back next week this is mike this has been the Comboogies podcast for episode 143 enjoy everything this weekend but more importantly enjoy the sports enjoy the comics enjoy each other Peace out. Let's go, Kyle Larson. And always enjoy each other. And enjoy the damn racing and speed week this week, baby. Start your engines because it's go time on the pavement, baby. Let's go. Love y'all.